Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Three major areas, components, ways you should be investing in commercial property. A lot of people look at the three top hot areas and then everyone goes there and it becomes a real hot spot, right? So what I'm going to share with you in this podcast is how to identify the three key things you need when you're looking at commercial property investment that is going to drive the hot spots of an area, that is going to cause a surge in the area so that you know you're buying in now low and that you're going to be experiencing a high in the future. You know that there's still more in the tank for rising returns and that you know there's still capacity to raise rent and that you're going to keep your value up. So listen to this podcast as I take you through how you should identify those three major factors. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant. And today I'm going to talk about the three major areas to invest in commercial real estate in 2023. Now, I know you watched it because we've got that amazing title. But what I'm not going to do is name you three suburbs, areas, because I could easily say it could be Gympie, it could be Melbourne, it could be Adelaide. I could say it could be Elgate in Adelaide, or it could be the northern beaches in Sydney. But when I say that, a lot of people are going to watch this YouTube video and go there, and then the yields are going to disappear. And the returns are going to disappear. So therefore, when you you go there and you might go, well, you know what? It's not as great, right? She promised a 7% yield here and I didn't get it. She promised a 6% yield here in Metro and I didn't get it. And you're going to get disappointed. But what I'm going to share with you is the three key things to look at when you are investing into an area in commercial property, which is going to put you ahead of the market and they become the best buys. And that changes all the time. So I'll give you a prime example. We were in Sunshine Coast, areas of Sunshine Coast, in Noosa, to Wonton, to Kurana. We were in different parts in Kurana, in the Sunshine Coast, Probably in 2018, 2019, 2020, so 2020 or 2000, 2020 before COVID happened. And then during COVID, it compressed. We actually then pulled out of the market and we're looking at going back into the market. It's because the yields change go up and down, right? We're out of the Gold Coast market for a little while and gone back in. So areas change. And so this is why the three key things is more important to look at when you're investing in commercial real estate than just names and tops of your heads, right? Because that is, you're looking for the shortcut method, right? That that is not teaching you how to fish. It is showing where the fish is and you eat once or maybe not at all if you miss the boat and you actually don't get any benefit. What I'm trying to do as part of Unicorn and Helen Taran is that we want to teach you how to fish because commercial property is not just about once or it's about building out the portfolio in the future. So number one key thing to look at in any commercial property purchase is diminishing yields. Diminishing yields. What does that mean? It means if you monitored the auction, monitored it for sale signs in the area with the agents and auctions or EOIs or whatever, you monitor that and you monitor listings, you monitor the previous auctions. One of the things that you need to look at is the returns coming down. That means the value of the property is going up. It's very counterintuitive. But what does that mean? It means that say that at the beginning of the year, let's say in 2023, January 2023, the property in that market is yielding 7% yield. So $70,000 as the net rent, the purchase price is 1 million. Now the purchase price is no longer 1 million. 70,000 now might have compressed to six and a half. So it might be 1.15 million or 1.1 million, right? If you see that over time, as you monitor it, say over a three month period, you will know that the value continues to grow up. There is that demand in that market, right? And what that means for you is that there is going to be potentially cash flow, but also the demand to be able to sell the 
prices will maintain and continue to move up. That's one of the key fundamental things about commercial bond is monitoring the diminishing return. Now, it does take a lot of time, does take a lot of work, right? And all good buyers agents should be doing that out there. If they're not, they're not very good at it, right? But you should be monitoring different areas. And I know that you can't monitor them across Australia like we do because we have a massive team, but you can certainly look at certain areas that you choose, right? And you can monitor for three months. If it doesn't change, then move on to a different area. And there's all sorts of little pockets all around New South Wales, Victoria, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, ACT. Like we just monitor small pockets, right? And there might be a few suburbs around there that changes and then it moves on to the next suburb. As it maxes out to a point where people aren't willing to pay any more for it, it goes on to the next flow on suburb or town and so on and so forth, right? That's the number one thing, right? The number two thing to look at is a flow-on effect, right? Flow-on effect. And this is quite can be quite interesting because most people don't know this. So when we decided to go into certain areas, we look at the flow-on effect, right? Let's say you're walking in Victoria, chase the Great Ocean Road, we've gone through from Geelong, we're into Kilkee, we go along and we go, you know, Port Ferry and then we go Portland, right? Portland's the last stop before we go over to South Australia. If you follow that and you watch how the booms of the different areas work, you kind of can work out what the next town is. And that's how we help our clients to position what the next hotspot is, is we follow the trajectory of all of the towns that have boomed. We follow the trajectory as the compressing yields have gone and where everyone else has gone or haven't gone. And we try to stay one person ahead, like one town ahead, right? The other option to think about if you can't monitor that that trajectory or that flow is to look at infrastructure that's happening in different towns. So for example, right now, you know, obviously everyone knows that Townsville's got lots and lots of new things, but what is the next town that's receiving a lot of new infrastructure, a lot of government projects, a lot of the big mining projects, a lot of the big agricultural projects, any international projects? is coming up, right? What is the next town that's going to have a huge amount of population boom or there's a movement of population, right? For example, no one anticipated that the population movement of Maitland was going to be the highest in all of New South Wales, like over 10% during COVID. But the thing is, what drove that was that people found it too expensive to invest or buy in Newcastle. There was, you know, within 20 to half an hour, you can still get to Newcastle by living in Maitland. You were halving your cost. Plus Maitland had a new hospital that just broke ground, a couple of new shopping centers that was coming in. That gave it the push, right? So that's what you're looking for. You're looking at the big town and go, oh, maybe that's too expensive. What is the next flow on town from it? What is the next thing? Where's the infrastructure going? Where's my projects that are the big projects? And I'm not talking about house and land developments. I'm not talking about school development. I'm saying, what is a big project? So let's say if there was a big mining project, where is that going to? Where is their head office going to? When Amazon came in, that transformed Dandelion, right? Not that part of Dandelion, but the Dandelion itself where it went, right? It became a logistic hub, right? Look for those things. Those things are meant that there's a flow on and means that you can buy earlier into the area. You can bank earlier on. You know the rents are going to go up over time in a very short space of time as these big players come in. A classic example was in around Bandamba in, uh, in Ipswich where the uh, Costco was taking 60,000 square metres of than your Costco site. Now that site was a raw site, but there were sites being sold all around it that had, that you know that inherently will have all supporting businesses, the rents will continue to go up and you'll get the stability in time as well. So that's the type of key things you need to look for, right? And those are more important than naming a suburb because they literally happen all around Australia. They could be somewhere near you, right? There are areas in Adelaide, there's areas in Sydney, there's areas outside of Sydney, there's areas outside of Melbourne that are going through this. And if you know and you 
study it. You don't need me to name this area. You can find it yourself. And that is better than trying to compete with everyone else in the market. It's not about red oceans. It's about finding your blue ocean. And then finally, number three, number three, what to look for when you are choosing the area to invest in is I want you to look at the rents, but the demographics combined with that, the vacancy rate as it turned. It's not so much about vacancy now, right? It's about what vacancy was 12, 24, 36 months ago. Has it compressed, right? If people say, oh, look, you know, we still can't invest in office space because office space is just like, you know, people working from home is not working. But if you look at what's happened in the last 12 months, office space of vacancy have actually halved in both Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. So that means that there is the uptake of office spaces. On top of that, you're also getting the rent per square meter. If you study it, the last six months, there's been a turn in the rent per square meter just simply because they've been so smashed during COVID, the rents have to go up and they're starting to go up. As the vacancy have come down, the rents have gone up and it's gone up by $50 a square meter, $100 a square meter every time you read tenants. What that means for you is that if you get in now, over the next 12 to 24 to 36 months, you're going to have an upside as the rents go up. The value will flow on. You'll have a minimization of vacancy in the market just because of what's happening naturally in the market, which means that the security of your asset actually becomes more secure. You can buy something that has risk now, but over time, just because of what's happening in the market becomes more and more secure so that it becomes more blue chip as you own it. My big philosophy in what I teach, in what I do, is to choose a good property and make it great by teaching how to make it great in the time you own it. So those three key things are really, really important. Rather than me naming, oh yeah, these are the areas you should go to, look for those three key things. Look for areas that have compressing yield over time, that have done compressed in the last three, four, six months over time, each sale, each auction. Look for areas that have boomed or have the trajectory of boom as a flow on town. So chase the flow and what's next to stay ahead of the competition. But if not that, look at where infrastructure projects are coming in and how that's going to impact you, where there's additional land and things outside that you can capitalize on. And number three, look at the vacancy compression rate, the lowering of vacancies in the area. It might be demographic, more people moving into this area or more people getting out of working from home from one little office. They might want to go back to a three-person office or even if office spaces used to be 400 square meters now become 200 square meters, there's still the take-up, right? Look at the take-up, look at the minimization of that vacancy because that's about buying a good property and making it great in the time you own it. So I hope this has given you real insights into how to buy your first commercial property, but where to look and how to find it. If you want more detailed information, check us out. Link below. You can subscribe to one of our events, subscribe to our subscription service where you get more information on commercial property, webinars, community events. So really join us and let us help you build a cash flow rich portfolio. Bye for now. So I hope you've enjoyed that podcast on how to identify the three major things when you're looking at a hospital or when you're looking to make your investment decision. Alternatively, hopefully those three things have been helpful for you to keep in mind as you're doing your due diligence in commercial real estate. Now, commercial real estate is a little bit more complicated than residential, but when you surround yourself with the right team and someone's guiding you and holding your hand through that and building out a pathway, that's how you can achieve success through commercial real estate. So if you want someone to help you, partner up with you, get some more additional information. There's always more podcasts, more YouTube. Join one of our events. Link to our book is below. All you have to do is reach out to helen at unicorn.com.au and let us help you build a cash flow rich portfolio through commercial real estate. And yes, even in this current market, there's still positive cash flow properties out there.